0: That's a clown question, bro. Hi, Mr. So I'm going to kick some dirt. He gets on base. Just a bit outside.
1: I'm not the type of player that's going to be Johnny Hustle.
0: If you don't want me to watch the ball, you can go get it out of the ocean. And welcome to the show to be named later. Where we're talking baseball, kind of whenever. I am your host, Cristiante. Over there on the other side of the screen is Daniel Curran. How you doing, Daniel?
1: Chris, it's the holiday season. We are currently recording this on the winter solstice date, December twenty first. But uh, the league has not given us any news over the last five days. Yeah. Um. Nothing the, except for Howie Kendrick retired. Uh, congratulations to Howie Kendrick on a great fifteen-year career. Um. Yeah.
0: Yeah. A uh, a Washington legend forever. Uh. And a, and was, an
1: Anaheim legend too.
0: But particularly. Um, because of his contribution to their only world series over there.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, yeah. Howie Kendrick will never have to buy a beverage in, uh, in Washington. Maybe I don't, I don't really know how Washington is, is, is a, is a sports town, but oh no, they're,
1: they're passionate. They're passionate. I know that that they have a reputation for having priorities other than sports, but there are people there. I've been to Washington DC a couple of times. There are actual people there, that yeah. Aren't, that, that aren't uh, government officials that are hiding things from us.
0: Yeah, I uh, I feel like it's a lot of it can be scattered like around like uh, Maryland and like Delaware and those odd yeah. spots, but yeah. But anyway, congrats to Howie uh, Kendrick on a great career, nice. and uh, also Tony Larusa will have to serve a day in jail. So that that was our news for the week.
1: Despite despite being a Hall of Famer baseball person,
0: yeah, not and even that
1: could bail him out.
0: Yeah, uh, maybe he maybe he used that card already. Got out of another thing. Yeah, he
1: but... that's already his literally get out of jail free card. You know, Chris, we spend so much time talking about the Hall of Fame. What does it mean any? Does it really mean anything if it's not going to get you out of jail?
0: Um, because no. it didn't get
1: it didn't get TLR out of jail.
0: Nope. I don't think so.
1: That's why why uh, I guess that's going to do it for us. Uh, There's nothing to talk about. The Hall of Fame isn't important. There's no need to advocate for anybody.
0: Yeah, we got like we got a good we got a couple pages on uh, Jeff Kent and his potential Hall of Fame case. But I don't know if it even matters.
1: It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, No matter what, you're just never going to be able to get away with a DUI. Uh, even if you're in the hall of fame, whether that's as a player, maybe it's because he was a manager. Maybe they were like, well, you weren't a good enough player. So, so maybe, maybe yeah. it is.
0: Yeah. That's, that's a good point. So, you know, this hasn't been tested. Uh, I don't think this has been tested for hall of fame players. So. I nah, I just, not,
1: It hasn't been reported that it's been tested. It may probably, maybe it could have been, it
0: could have happened, but yeah, it hasn't. I been mean, tested. if you're,
1: if you're in the baseball hall of fame as a, as a player, That's definitely one of your number one claims to fame. So if you need something, that might be one. I mean, Aaron Judge's girlfriend literally used, do you know who my boyfriend is? So I feel like someone at some point, maybe it was old Haas Radborn. Maybe it was him. He was like, his horse-drawn carriage was speeding. And he was like, listen, buddy, I had a 60-win season. No one else has ever done that before. And no one will do it for another 100-plus years.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe Fred Dunlap (laughs) is that... like, did you know I had a 256 OPS plus in 1884?
1: <laughs> Not even Babe Ruth did that. They're yeah, like, hey, Babe Ruth did 19- that. it's like 1904. They're like, what? <laughs> what is the,
0: What is this? How many hits did you have that year? <laughs> in the Union Association. And it's lone year. <laughs> but yeah, That was,
1: yeah, that's a legendary season.
0: <laughs> yeah. Look it up if you haven't already.
1: I think we I think we said that on last show, but yeah, we will say it every show. Look at Fred Dunlap's 1884 Union Association season.
0: It goes unrecognized, and it is always hilarious if you if you ever find yourself looking at the single season OPS plus leaderboards. It's you know I think <laughs> Barry Bonds, always, Barry Bonds,
1: Barry Bonds, Fred Dunlap, Babe Ruth, Babe Ruth, Barry Bonds. Yeah.
0: it's it's always it's a it's always a nice curveball, and uh, you know you always you got to know where it came from. Yeah, and uh, that was that was it. He just excelled in that one league.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> he killed it. But yeah. Anyway, we are going to be because of this development, we are actually going to be talking about Jeff Kent and his Hall of Fame case for and against his Hall of Fame case. Uh, I think it's pretty notable because um, he did get over a quarter of the votes last year.
1: This is definitely the most like tenured guy uh, that we've talked about so far in these bubble cases.
0: Yes, that is true. Um, we haven't had anyone with more than, uh, three ballots thus far, I think. Yeah. I I think Todd Helton has had been. Oh, Andrew Jones is at four. Okay. Yeah. Andrew Jones is at four. Jeff Kent has been on seven ballots. Uh, he in his first year, he started at 15.2%, which I guess maybe would be optimistic. Um, but it's kind of been a slow rise for him. Uh, he's at 27.5% on his latest ballot in 2020. And so far in 2021, there's actually been a drop. Uh, he only has 17.3% of the vote on, uh, released ballots so far. I believe there's 52 or something like that.
1: 53. Another one recently went in.
0: Yeah. A little, a little over 50 ballots out of probably 400 that will be submitted. And, uh, and yeah, so he's running out of time a little bit. Um, and in all likelihood, if we had to predict, he will probably end up maxing out on ballots.
1: I would, yeah, I would guess that. I mean, Larry Walker didn't start his surge until year eight. And that's what Jeff Kent is currently in. Because after year seven, it could have been very easy to infer that Larry Walker would max out on ballots. And he just barely you know, made it in by the skin of his teeth. Jeff Kent it's not looking very strong. Uh, but We will go over why he should or should not be in.
0: Yeah. So we're taking a taking a look at his on the surface stats just you know the regular the regular old things you you find on his baseball reference page and his fan graphs page everything every every stat you want to know about Jeff Kent. So uh, he has a 55.4 baseball reference war and a 56.0 f4. Uh, the average Hall of Fame second baseman is around 69-70 baseball reference for average hall of fame, second baseman. Um, he also has a 35.8 peak war, which is your best seven seasons of wins above replacement added up. Uh, his is 35.8. That is 8.6 below the average hall of fame, second baseman. Uh, also his career quadruple slash line is 290, 356, 500, 855. And his OPS plus and Weighted Runs Created Plus are both 123, and that was all done in 9,537 career plate appearances. And in terms of count statistics, somewhat impressive stuff there. 377 home runs, 560 doubles, which are 30th uh, all-time, 1,518 RBI, 2,461 hits, and 801 walks and in terms of defense kind of found it notable because he is pretty much a perfectly average defender he has 1.2 defensive runs above average and negative 0.1 d war so and also no gold no gold gloves for him and yeah he was pretty much perfectly average for uh, for his position mm-hmm. and he was a four-time silver slug award win- silver slugger award winner uh, and he won the MVP in the year of 2000. And in the playoffs, because I know that uh, some, some, sometimes players' resumes can be added or subtracted from the playoffs, it's kind of neutral with Jeff Kent. He hit 276 with an 840 OPS in 189 plate appearances in the postseason. So anything, anything of note, just looking at the on-the-surface uh, s- stuff here?
1: I think Jeff Kent would be a good signal as to how much defense contributes to wins above replacement, because one guy who I look to as a very similar type of player to Jeff Kent, we were talking about this before we went on, Chris was Chase Utley. Uh, If you mean, if you look at the offensive statistics, very, very similar career wise, but Chase Utley had the defense that Jeff Kent didn't really have. He was, you know, you said he was perfectly average. Chase Utley has like, I think seven or eight more wins above replacement on baseball reference So I really do think that kind of shows the the difference that defense can make.
0: Yeah. And you look at a lot of, I think a lot of hall of fame second basemen um, do benefit from their uh, defense. I know like this is like a very old name, but like Charlie Geringer. Yeah. He had a 125 career OPS plus, but his B war was over 80. Um, He, I think he was a very good defender and like uh, a guy we, talked about before recording who didn't who didn't make the hall of fame and like has the hall of fame numbers though in terms of wins above replacement is like Lou Whitaker
1: mm-hmm.
0: who had uh, worse uh offensive statistics than Jeff Kent, but more wins above replacement because of his contributions on defense and I think he had some good contributions on the bases bases as well. But yeah, it's uh that is a good point because you know uh if you're gonna have like if he had that um that like gold glove presence, maybe won a few of those awards, he would have had a, a stronger case. But uh he's lying around in the mid fifties for B War and F war, which are a little off the mark. But we will get into uh some comparisons um in you know, guys that compare to Jeff Kenton, whether they are whether they are they're not or whether they are in the Hall of Fame. Uh, so his Jeff Kent's B war is 55.4. So kind of surrounded, uh, that for some filters. So here, here is a list of players with 53 to 58 baseball reference war in 8,500 to 10,500 plate appearances, uh, as Jeff Kent had 9,537 plate appearances. Uh, so there's Joe Torrey, who is not a hall of famer as a player. Got in as a manager, though. Uh, Willie Stargell, who's a Hall of Famer. Enos Slaughter, who's a Veterans-Era Hall of Fame inductee. Billy Herman, who is also a Veterans-Era Hall of Fame inductee. David Ortiz, who's a likely Hall of Famer. Uh, Stan Hack, who was a seventh ballot drop. Jose Cruz, who was a first ballot drop. Uh, Willie Keeler, who is a Dead Ball-Era Hall of Famer. Veda Pinson, who maxed out on ballots. Uh, George Sisler, who's a Hall of Famer, Sam Rice, who's a Hall of Famer, Harry Hooper, who is a Hall of Famer, and Bert Campanaris, who was a first ballot drop. Um, so kind of a kind of a uh, an interesting mix of a diverse
1: cast of characters for sure.
0: Yeah, very diverse. You know, you have you know your um, I guess you know your dead ball guys, and you got. David Ortiz, who's, you know, one of the biggest baseball names out there. But
1: yeah, Willie Stargill. Yeah, Willie Stargill.
0: But, you know, it does show you how how much more offense is valued, uh, even with even if you have a somewhat subpar wins above replacement for a uh for a uh, uh player in the Hall of Fame. But yeah, that's kind of the in terms of wins above replacement, that's the crew he's kind of rolling with um it's kind of mostly hall of famer surprisingly enough it is yeah um from all different kinds of eras so now just looking at his offense and i really specified this because um i was originally going to do players with a 120 to 125 ops plus in uh the amount of plate plate appearances you know general amount of plate appearances but there were 20 there were 20 guys on that list so i Bunched it down a little bit, um, so here's a list of players with a 122 to 124 OPS plus in 8,500 to 10,500 plate appearances. So there's Scott Rowland, who's on the ballot, um, but we're gonna make we're definitely gonna make the case. We're we're more we're leaning more towards him because of you know his defense. He was a like an eight-time Gold Glover or something like that. Uh, there's Tim Raines who. What is a Hall of Famer? He had a ballot. He yeah, tenth ballot Hall of Famer. That's similar. correct. And he had eight hundred eight career stolen bases. Um, so he contributed more beyond the OPS plus. Uh, Ernie Banks, who is a Hall of Famer, member of the five hundred home run club. Uh, Eno Slaughter, who we went over, Veterans Era Hall of Fame inductee. Brian Downing, who is a first ballot drop. Uh, Ed Conecchi, who didn't make the ballot, uh Jimmy Ryan, who didn't make the ballot, and George Van Haltran, who got 1.3% of the vote in 1936.
1: Uh he was up, he was up against some tough competition though. He was, he was, but uh he didn't
0: get a back to any uh veterans era committees, so hmm. but that's um uh, that's who who he's rolling with, but I a think variety this- of I think these
1: lists kind of confirm what I said earlier about how much defense contributes. Because you look at the names, uh, you know, that share his baseball reference war uh, over that over that time span of played appearances. You know, David Ortiz is obviously a big name, but we know that he didn't play defense because he was a designated hitter. Willie, other than that, Willie Stargell is probably the only, like, well-known name. I guess George Sisler uh, as well, just because he's a Hall of Famer. But, I mean, maybe that's just because I know him. Uh, but regardless, I think it kind of goes without saying that the names with the that share his OPS plus are much more uh, eye popping guys like Scott Roll and guys like Tim Raines, especially guys like Ernie Banks, who's recognized he's literally Mr. Cub. I mean, the face of one of the most prestigious franchises ever. So yeah, I mean, Jeff Kent, his offense was certainly there for a large portion of his career, especially at a, at a not powerful position, I guess. Um, but yeah, the defense is certainly concerning.
0: Um. All right. So, do you want to do the case uh, against him or for him? I'll do the case against him.
1: Right. Uh, I haven't voted for Kent in the past. I've definitely thrown his name around. Um, I feel like I would give him a chance if I had more options because he's always like, for me, he's always been like the the tenth, like the eleventh or twelfth guy that I'd consider. Um, but with that being said, a Hall of Fame career. With a player with 55.4 B-War and 56 F-War, you know, that's kind of baseline. So it requires a solid peak. And Kent didn't really have that. He sort of just backed his way into those numbers almost like. Uh, and he only had three five-plus win seasons according to baseball reference war and only two uh, six-plus win seasons. Uh, and that's all. Oh, I'm sorry. That's five win seasons according to F-War. My bad. Uh, And he only had six four-win seasons, according to F-War, and only five four-win seasons, according to Baseball Reference War. So uh, he wasn't great for a long period of time. And he only eclipsed an OPS plus of 140 or higher three times and OPS plus of 130 or higher five times. Uh, Normally, that's like you're doing that all seven years of your peak. Uh, He was not. He finished top 10 in position player B-War in the league only twice. He finished top 10 in position player F-War only twice. And he finished top 10 in OPS and OPS plus only once.
0: Yeah. Uh, so those, those are some glaring numbers. I'm going to make the case for Jeff Kent or what, what the case would be for someone arguing for uh, Jeff Kent. You could argue that um, he's not very far off from the average hall of fame, second baseman, and maybe he could be a baseline hall of fame, second baseman, Um which I would imagine there are worse uh, second basemen in the Hall of Fame out there. Definitely and, like dead ball guys. Yeah, we we don't really love using that argument, but that is something you could say. Also, you know, he did collect a lot of RBI and um, that's because he hit 300 lifetime with uh, runners in scoring position. Also being a guy that could hit for power as well. Kind of an all-around hitter. Um, it's just unfortunate I think Uh, didn't didn't have like the amazing defense but also um, as a second baseman all-time leader in home runs among second basemen Um, 377 377 home runs he was close to the 400 home run club but uh, didn't get there but at his position um, no one no one was able to hit home runs like him and If you get into the deeper stuff, there are 93 other retired players with 60-plus offensive war uh, like Jeff Kent has. 93 other retired players. 75 are Hall of Famers, and some of the non-Hall of Famers include Barry Bonds, Alex Rodriguez, Pete Rose, Manny Ramirez, Gary Sheffield, Adrian Beltre, Rafael Palmeiro, Carlos Beltran, Mark McGuire, and Shoeless Joe Jackson. Um, all those guys are out because either they have yet to have a chance to, uh, be elected into the hall of fame, like Adrian Beltre or Carlos Beltran, or they have their own conflicts like PEDs for most of them, uh, Joe Jackson, you know, uh, took money to throw the world series and Pete Rose, uh, also bet on baseball. It was for his own team, but he's banned from baseball. So it would be weird to him in the hall of fame and he's not allowed to be on the hall of fame ballot as it is and uh if you if you take all those guys out that's 75 out of 83 um players with 60 plus offensive war uh who are hall of famers and also there are 12 other only 12 other retired players with 350 plus home runs and 550 plus doubles those 12 players are barry bond's Hank Aaron, Stan Musial, Carl Yastrzemski, Cal Ripken Jr., Adrian Beltre, Rafael Palmeiro, Carlos Beltran, Eddie Murray, Todd Helton, David Ortiz, and Luis Gonzalez. And I would say like uh, only one of one of the guys is not only one of them is not really uh, does not have produce like Hall of Fame worthy statistics, and that's Luis Gonzalez. And uh, Jeff Kent actually has more. B-War and F-War than Luis Gonzalez. Also, there are 18 other retired players with exactly eight seasons of 100-plus RBI. So this isn't really uh, um, a minimal thing. It's guys with exactly eight seasons with 100-plus RBI. 11 of those players are Hall of Famers, and some of the seven that are not Hall of Famers, uh, that includes Carlos Beltran and Gary Sheffield. Um, Beltron has not been on the ballot. Sheffield, um, is being not being let in because of uh, PED use. Then, and also Jeff Kent, not on any PED lists, I believe. Um, so I don't think that's being held against him. Also, uh, there are 41 other retired players with 350 plus home runs and 1500 plus RBI. So 41 other retired players, 30 of them are Hall of Famers. The other 11 are Barry Bonds, Alex Rodriguez, Sammy Sosa, Rafael Palmeiro, Manny Ramirez, David Ortiz, Gary Sheffield, uh, Fred McGriff, Adrian Beltre, Carlos Delgado, and Carlos Beltran. Um, only, only like Delgado and McGriff were guys that were let off not because of either PEDs or you know they haven't been on the ballot yet. And the last stat to compare Kent to some of the greats, uh, 40 other retired players. There are 40 other retired players with 350 plus home runs and 2,400 plus hits. 26 of them are Hall of Famers. And the other 14 are Bonds, Rodriguez, Beltray, Palmero, Beltron, Ramirez, Dwight Evans, Todd Helton, Gary Sheffield, Sammy Sosa, David Ortiz, Fred McGriff, Luis Gonzalez, and Tori Hunter, uh, who's on the ballot. But yeah, that's that's kind of who he compares with. Um, there is an argument with, you know, him being with, you know, some of those names and uh, a lot of other names. But I don't know. It's uh, it's hard. For, it's hard for me to put him ahead of a lot of other guys. Yeah. Um. It's uh, but. I, we had to, we definitely had to acknowledge it because he did get, he did get, he, he got a rise in from like a 10%. He got like a 10% rise like last year, I think.
1: Yeah. He had a big gain. A lot of people did too, but um, you know, this is weird because you obviously see those names and a lot of them are very reoccurring guys like Sheffield, guys like Beltran, uh Manny Ortiz, you know, a lot of them were mentioned a lot of times, Luis Gonzalez. And in a lot of those statistics, Chris, you know, it was mentioned that, like, there are 11 of these 17 or 18 players are Hall of Famers, and then some of the non-Hall of Famers include these people. But, you know, there was a gray area of players that weren't even arguable, and I feel like that's kind of where Jeff can't fall. It's not to say that he's not arguable, but, I mean, I don't feel like – I really don't see him at the same level as guys like Beltron and Sheffield and, and uh, Delgado even.
0: Yeah, I think – yeah, Jeff Kent for me, I like he's kind of the quintessential hall of very good type mm-hmm. player. Um, you know, where like if you if you like upped his OPS plus by like seven for every single season of his career, it would be like, Hey, this this guy
1: like that feels like too much to ask though, because he's at a yeah. he's not at a very power premier position. I mean, I was I would just say like up his defense. And you know, if we if we're looking at a slightly above average defensive player, like then you're probably adding on a couple wins. And then I think we're talking.
0: Yeah, potentially. But yeah, um, yeah, the defense does play a factor. There. I think he
1: did everything he could have done on offense, especially at second base, like I've mentioned before. Uh the defense is kind of the, the killer for me.
0: Yeah, because most like mentioned before, most Hall of Fame second basemen have a defensive edge.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, uh, yeah, where we stand on him, we're probably leaning towards no on, uh, on Jeff Kent. I think he's, yeah, pretty much quintessential, all a very good type player. Um, it's just he didn't really have a peak. There wasn't really a stretch of time where he, um, there wasn't really a stretch of time where like, oh, he's in like a, he's like a top. Five player. Cause like, even if you win MVP, it's like, all right, he had one good, good season. Let's see what else he's got. You, you didn't, we didn't really have that.
1: No, he did have I'm two seven that. win seasons, I believe, which is pretty cool. But yeah, uh, other than that, it was like those two very good years. Uh, and then it kind of a drop off. He did. Although one thing I will say he did win an MVP on a team that Barry Bonds was on during his peak. That is like, it was the year before he started his just rampage on the entire league
0: yeah that is true and um one thing I will say also is if Jeff Kent could have like compiled if he got to you know one of those guys with like 12,000 plate appearances and you know got 400 plus home runs and was around like I don't know 2,800 hits Mm -hmm. and probably his wins above wins above replacement would be around like uh 65 or something like that if that might there might have been a case there um even though he didn't really have a a crazy peak but um you know he got his career got cut short before 10,000 plate appearances yeah so um you know I'm not going to be uh you know trying to make a, a huge case for for Jeff Kent exactly but yeah that's uh that's Jeff Kent. Now we're gonna get into uh, the Baseball Reference front page, and then that's gonna be the episode because there's a
1: lot of there's a lot of guys. I don't know if we have the same front page right now, but there's a lot of people on my page that are worth talking about that are like pretty recent.
0: I'd imagine we would have the same page. Yeah, I've got um,
1: Simeon. Yes, we do. Tul- we do. Tulitsky. So I was looking at six people in particular: Brandon Phillips, Carlos Carrasco, Jeff Conine. <laughs> Marcus Simeon, Blake Snell, and Choi Tulowitzki. Also, George Sisler, who we talked about earlier earlier in the episode, is there.
0: Oh yeah, George
1: Sisler. Uh, I'll let you pick. Um, I don't know. I I have a I have somewhere I'm leaning. If if you want my influence. Yeah you 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 go ahead and All right. pick. I want to talk about Brandon Phillips. This this yeah. guy. Uh, was one of the most fun players to watch in the league for a long, long time. Uh, Defensively, I mean, if Jeff Kent could have had his defense, that's a slam dunk Hall of Famer.
0: Yeah, probably. (laughs) I mean, the guy won uh, one, two, three, four gold gloves Mm -hmm. in a somewhat short career. But yeah, and yeah, big time personality and, you know, (laughs) great career with the Red Sox.
1: Yeah, Red Sox legend.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cra- crazy, crazy walk off home run, or no, not walk off. It was a go-headed. go ahead, go ahead home run.
1: That was uh, that was the day before I started senior year of, of high school.
0: He, good, in 20, good end of the summer in twenty thirteen. Uh, one hundred three RBI. He had more RBI than OPS plus. That is that is a fact. One hundred three RBI, ninety four OPS plus. That's
1: I, I Is there a way to filter how many other people have done that?
0: What like one hundred plus RBI? 11. I guess I
1: guess exact numbers would make it easier, but I'm just saying like in general, like more uh we'll see. I wanna see how many people have done that. It's like probably more if you, common than if I you would have like to think.
0: If you have like a one hundred sixty OPS plus, you're gonna have more yeah um RBI. But yeah, like I'm gonna look at his bases occupied splits for that season.
1: Yeah, there you go. They were probably very good. He was an all-star that season too. That was kind of like the peak of just like his, his fame. Like it wasn't necessarily statistically his best season, but that was when you know, he was a, he was kind of a household name throughout uh, many houses just because he was a human highlight reel on defense. He had a lot of crazy plays. Uh, and he got some key hits.
0: Yeah, exactly. He hit 338 with runners in scoring position in 2013. So there you go.
1: Uh, all right, Brandon Phillips is one of sixty-two players to have a season uh, with a hundred RBI and less than a hundred OPS plus. So it is a little bit more common. Only uh, only nine people have done it multiple times.
0: Only nine people have done it when? Uh, multiple times. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, one of the the uh, Joe Carter did it three times. Who had such a weird career? <laughs> yeah, Joe Carter. <laughs> yeah. Also, he had two hundred nine stolen bases in his career. It's pretty good. Uh, he had five seasons with twenty stolen bases. Um, 2000 hits. Two thousand hits. yeah, two thousand hits. That's. I, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna be on the Hall of Fame ballot one day. That's a fact.
0: Yeah, that's I true. Think he,
1: I don't think he's gonna get any like leverage. He only has twenty eight point four Baseball Reference WAR. Uh, only four wins above average, which isn't great, but um he his own little consideration uh, also 892 OPS in the postseason only 41 plate appearances but hey 8, 9, 892 is 892 it's not bad
0: yeah I guess I guess he had a good series against the Phillies um, yeah. and... that was uh
1: that was the series that Roy Halladay no hit them he still had a 333 batting average that series in basically two games
0: yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he got four hits in two games.
1: Yeah, because he definitely didn't get any the first game.
0: Definitely not. Um, no
1: way. nine um, nine
0: 985 OPS in the 2012 NLDS, a five-gamer. Mm-hmm. Seven RBI in five games.
1: Wow, that's impressive.
0: Yeah.
1: You look also, 3,000 uh, 3, total bases in his career. Exactly thirty one hundred. Nice. Uh MVP shares in three different seasons, four gold gloves, three time all star. Yeah, Brandon Phillips. Uh, by the way, this is a dude who just loves baseball. Like he was he still plays like in the indie leagues and stuff. There was a video that went viral a few months ago of him like hitting a home run. Uh th- this would be twenty twenty would have been his age thirty-nine season. Like he just won't you cannot get him off a of baseball field if you yeah, try. He-
0: you definitely could tell he, he enjoyed it, and like he, he was still playing when he could only get minor league contracts and stuff like that.
1: Oh, also, I'm pretty sure he was the last person uh, in the MLB to be drafted by the Expos. Um, because he was, he was drafted by the Expos in '99. Uh, it was later traded. I believe he was traded in the same deal that sent Bartolo Colon over to Montreal. I'm pretty sure he was in that deal. I think he went with uh I think he went with Grady Sizemore to Cleveland, something like that. But then he got traded to Cincinnati cuz he used to play for Cleveland as well. I might be yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the deal. Something something along those lines. Last person drafted by the Expos? The last person no, the last person to be in Major League Baseball as an active player that was drafted by the Expos. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he was like the last one going.
0: Yeah, that would make yeah that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would make sense.
1: Um. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. People forget that happened. And he played for Cincinnati for eleven years. Uh, had a ninety nine OPS plus while there, which just about average as a hitter, but definitely above average defensively. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think I don't know. I guess my takeaway from Brandon Phillips was just like he had fun, and we all had fun watching him. There's nothing better than that. Yeah, he was
0: definitely one of the faces of. Uh, like the personalities at uh
1: mm-hmm.
0: in like baseball one of the one of the more fun guys oh yeah he he was known for like having a good twitter and stuff like that that dude yeah that yeah, dude, B-B. dude B-B.
1: um I remember in 2013 uh I had him on my fantasy baseball team the first year I ever played fantasy baseball and that team steamrolled everyone on the way to the championship.
0: There we go. Yeah how, how about how about this trade? Uh you You got most of it, but he was traded by the Montreal Expos with Cliff Lee, Grady Sizemore, and Lee Stevens uh, to the Cleveland Indians for Bartolo Colon and Tim Drew.
1: That's a tough trade for the Expos. No wonder, no wonder they left town. I mean, Bartolo was pretty good uh, for a couple of times, but I mean, all three of those players ended up being hits that they traded away, or well, three of the four, I guess.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, Cliff Lee was on the Hall of Fame ballot last year. He had a he had a nice little career over there in Cleveland and Philadelphia and Texas um, and Seattle as well. And then uh, BP, we've obviously mentioned. And then Grady Sizemore was awesome until uh, until he kind of just fell apart, unfortunately. But yeah, Brandon Phillips.
0: Yeah, Brandon Phillips, fun career. A fun career, a memorable, a memorable player. Mm-hmm. um for sure but yeah that leads to the conclusion of the episode gonna be a short one this week but yeah you know sometimes you have long ones sometimes you have a lot to talk about sometimes you don't really have a lot to talk about and uh we just really talked mostly about jeff kent and then uh Brandon phelps very second baseman it's, uh, i was gonna
1: say this is the, this is the second base episode
0: second base episode um so we hope you enjoyed this uh short little episode, uh, I guess you would call it an STBNL short. Um if you uh are listening out on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, want to watch us talk, uh go to our YouTube channel, subscribe to our YouTube channel. It is called STBNL with Christiana and Daniel Curran. Um I'm gonna be this week I'm gonna be getting up all our uh all our Hall of Fame full breakdowns, uh Bubble case, full breakdowns. If you just want to watch those, if you uh, if you enjoyed our Jeff Kent breakdown. Uh, also, uh, if you want to follow us on social media, follow me on Twitter at Chris underscore Gianta. Follow Daniel on Twitter and Instagram at Daniel underscore Curran. And follow the show Instagram at STBNL Podcast. Uh, get notices whenever we post a new podcast. And we hope you enjoyed our little Basically a bubble case and baseball reference front page. And we hope to see you on Thursday where we're going to be talking about Nolan Ryan and Friday where we're going to be talking about the, or no, not Friday, Saturday, where we're going to be talking about the 1998 New York Yankees. See you then.